So if you haven't started your own podcast as an excuse for calling old friends for a conversation, you really should. It was nice calling my friend John Cunningham, also known as Cornmo. Cornmo is the kind of guy that can walk into a room full of strangers with an accordion, a cymbal, and a drumstick stuck to his shoe and win over even the most cynical audiences. Broadway World called him charming troubadour and raconteur Cornmo, and they praise his patented combination of original songs, quirky off-kilter anecdotes, and charisma. And the Sydney Morning Herald described his songs as absurd, but his voice is so great it's a pleasure to listen to, even when you're not sure where the laughs are supposed to be. So anyhow, I gave John a call, and I have to warn you, it was a bit awkward at first. I've cut out a lot of the kind of pregnant pauses. I was a bit run down, and I was calling John pretty early his time on a weekend, I think. Um, We both felt that we kind of proved we are just boring guys. Um, We pretty much fell into the same conversation we would have had as roommates 20-odd years ago. Before I jump into the conversation, I did just want to talk about Cornmo's music. He's written and recorded a lot over the years, but I'm still personally impacted the most by some of the songs he was performing way back when, when I met him. Uh, Here's just a bit from his song, Junior High. Junior High was a very good time. This, from the day Jason Klein cried. Lunchtime, about 12.30, Jason, Jason, and Mike were behind the band hall, eating sandwiches. They were hanging slide, mowed up mountain, and Jason pulled out his penis and peed on Jason Klein. Jason Klein cried, he cried, he cried, he cried, he cried, he cried. I'm Dave Austin, and who are these people? Jason Klein cried the day. Jason Klein cried the day. Jason Klein cried, I gotta see on my paper about the contrast. Oh, hi, John. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Good. Long time no see. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing you. You know, of course, I see what you do on, I follow you on social media, so I kind of see the things that you're up to. Uh, I saw you posting about that dance recital. Oh, yeah. Just at, you said it was like the the kind of thing you imagined that you would be doing in New York when you didn't live there. Yeah, or seeing, yeah. Like I think I watched it. Didn't we? I feel like we watched After Hours when you lived when we lived together. Oh, probably the Griffin Dunn movie. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. So I think that's the kind of thing I imagined seeing after I saw. <laughs> right. After Hours. Well, what was the what was the recital like? What was it? What was the performance? It was based on the story of Orpheus. Okay. And uh, you know, I he lost his wife girlfriend she dies and then he goes to hell Mm -hmm. and uh 
begged Satan to let um let right. him bring her back. Right. Then he looks back he's not supposed to look back and then he looks back and then she uh goes back to hell. Oh man. Yeah, happy ending. But this guy is I think he's in his early thirties. Mm-hmm. And he's he's obsessed with eighties everything. Okay. So his his piece was like a lot of 80s music, mm-hmm. a lot of 80s imagery, um, a lot of boy band stuff. Okay. So there would be a video behind him with about four of him dancing oh, uh-huh. and sync. Yeah. And it, was, it, was, it was good. It was just him and then the video projection and music? Yeah, he had a, he had a you know, like a blow-up sex doll as, his, as your dice. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was all him. Like mm-hmm. he, he he did all the video. He did all the choreography. There was no like uh, director. It was just him. Wow. Yeah. Did he, uh, is it was it like a one one night only thing? It was. Wow. Yeah. So you mean the rest of the night? It's the rest of your time in New York. It's not like after hours every night. No, I wish it was. Yeah. I wish it was. It's pretty uh, safe, mm-hmm. I guess. It's not as weird as after hours anymore. Yeah. Although I've been to places, mm-hmm. but you got to look for those places, like Mohawk Night, or. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, like Mohawk Night. <laughs> How do you describe popular culture now? Um. In some ways, it's still the same. Mm-hmm. You still have you still have like everybody knows who Kanye West is. Everybody knows who uh, Bill Murray is. Everybody knows who certain things are. Mm-hmm. But there's other things like I don't I don't know who the Instagram stars are, and I don't know who the YouTube stars are. Right. Like like the term internet famous. I don't mm-hmm. know who the internet famous are. Mm-hmm. Except for like the I like turtles guy, you know, everybody knows that guy. Okay, I don't know that guy, so there you go. He he's some kid who get he's at a uh, like a county fair, and he gets interviewed by the reporter who's sent to report on the county fair, mm-hmm. and she goes up to this kid who's painted up like a zombie because he goes to the face painting tent uh-huh. and. She goes, how are you liking this festival? And the kid goes, I like turtles. That was his response. He, okay. And he became internet famous for not having an answer for this reporter. Right. Well, yeah, I don't know him, but I certainly know people like him. We all do. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, when I find out. Someone goes, oh, that person's internet famous. I'm like, I, I don't. I have to look them up. Right. Well, whereas I guess, before you, you just, you would just go, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I know who, I know who so and so is. But aren't you meeting internet famous people there? I don't know that they are until someone tells me. Right. I met internet famous people. By someone telling me that that person's internet famous, mm-hmm. that's the only way. That's the only way I know. Mm-hmm. 
Otherwise, they're very uh, humble and don't mention that they're internet famous. So I don't know. That's how I hope to be when I'm internet famous, to stay stay <laughs> humble. You'll be the J.D. Salinger of the internet? Yeah. Oh, do people know who J.D. Salinger is? I guess so. I don't know. I guess so. Yeah. He's he's that guy that I, my, it's on my dad's bookshelf. Uh, well, what about like uh, the trivia? So you're hosting trivia, trivia nights. Um, what kind of crowds come out for that? Uh, it depends. There's there's a couple of people that come every week, mm-hmm. and uh, there's one guy named Shiv. He's from India, mm-hmm. and I can't remember how long he's been in the states, but he wins pretty much every round. Oh, really? And he just, he sponges up everything around him because he's so, he's crazy smart. Mm-hmm. He, he works for a company where he does their, he's a, he's a, he, he, he does finance, mm-hmm. but he also does their website. Okay. And he works long hours and comes in the midweek to do trivia and drink beer. Uh-huh. And he, uh. And he'll pick up. He'll find books on the, on, on like stoops, or yeah. like on you know by the trash, and he'll just pick them up and read them. And then he'll hand it off to me and go, "Here, John, read this. It's really good." Mm-hmm. And I and it takes me forever to read. Right. And it's his second la- second language, and he just reads reads really he just fast. Pours through it, yeah, yeah. So I like hanging out with him. He sounds like a cool guy. <laughs> He's really cool. Yeah, but, but yeah, he comes every week and he wins and. And uh, I get sometimes I get people that go, "Hey, is this just going to be trivia about the '80s?" Do you make you the know, questions? Complaints. You don't make the questions, do you? Yeah. Oh, you do all the questions it's, it's yourself. Multi- I do all the questions myself, and it's all multimedia. Like I have to have visuals. Oh man, how much time does that take you to set up? It takes a long time. Yeah. <laughs> You do it's, that? It's How fun. often do you do that? I was doing it once a month. Okay. And now, yeah, pretty much once a month. Well, quiz me. Let's see. The Eye of the Tiger album. Okay. Was featured in the obvious one. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Rocky Three. But what other Stallone movie featured uh, one of the songs as its main theme? Oh, a different oh, song it. off that album? Yeah, it was oh, the main wow. theme of what, what Stallone movie. Oh, man, you got me. I have to talk to Shiv about that one. <laughs> it would be Lock Up. That's the movie or the song? That's the movie. Okay. The song, the song is uh, Ever Since the World Began. Wow. And that same movie has a montage, as they did, in Stallone movies in the eighties. Mm-hmm. It has a montage where he befriends another prisoner and they, uh, they work in the garage of the prison, putting uh-huh. together a car uh-huh. and they play the song vehicle by Ides of March and the montage and via uh, Ides of March was the band that eventually became survivor. Wow. Okay. That's a deep, that's a deep cut. Yeah, I do two-part questions sometimes. That's pretty amazing. 
Yeah. Although, um, yeah, and I'm so rem- far removed from that kind of uh, minutia these days. But I do know that there's a uh, there's like a Bollywood comedy from like the late '80s that uses like a total ripoff of *I've the Tiger* um, for this uh, cockfight scene. It's like they've got these two roosters um, with boxing trunks on. <laughs> And then they play like the Eye of the Tiger and they've cut back and forth to make it look like a, kind of like a boxing match. But I think it's actually a real cockfight as well. You have to send me that link. <laughs> oh, I could send you that link. Yeah, okay. I think I put it on YouTube, actually. Um, yeah, well, that's a good one, man. Um, and Shiv would be able to answer something like that? He, he complained that my questions are too hard, so I've always oh, okay. put a... I always put an easy one in there. Like I'll put a picture of a horse mm-hmm. in the uh, categories of of uh, answers that begin with the letter H, and yeah. then ask ask what this animal is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess you got a lot of people ringing in on that one. Most people get that one right. Yeah, unless they think it's a trick question, then they'll put something else. And so, but you do the 1980s are still a big. Uh, Big influence on you? Yeah, but I mean, I don't. It's just people complaining because fifty percent of the questions of one round were eighties questions, mm-hmm. but but the rest of the questions were things that happened within the last five years. Okay. Or science questions, which are timeless. You got any? Are you paying paying attention to latest scientific discoveries? I I saw that. I can't remember which uh, which vessel it was that uh, left the solar system. The second one. Oh right, yeah. Um, well, you know, with the science reporting, because I think it was Voyager finally left the science, uh, the solar system. That's but, it. Yeah, yeah. But they've been reporting that like periodically over like the past five years. They'll say like, "Oh, this is it. It's finally out of the solar system." And I guess because there's different definitions of when the solar system ends. And then like oh. a couple of years later, they'll be like, oh, this is it. It's finally left the solar system. But maybe this time it's really gone. Isn't there a second one that's... that's- oh, well, yeah, I guess there's Voyager 2, right? I and, should know. what I, As a trivia host, I should know yeah. the names of both. Yeah. And then V'ger, that came back in, which was one of the Star Trek movies, was it? That it turned up as V'ger? Wait. There's some 80s movie, This as while we're on the topic, there's some 80s movie where there's like a spacecraft that everyone reco- refers to as V'ger, and then it's like revealed at the end, oh, wow, this was really Voyager, and like, you know, the O or whatever had been scraped off. The o oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that. I've, I I could be imagining it. It's hard for me to re, to discern between like imaginations and memory sometimes. But uh, that's the mandala effect. It, oh yeah, let me uh, Google it while I'm online here. I think it's oh it's Star Trek the motion picture. I think. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen that since since, since it came out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, but I don't know. I could be totally misremembering it. But uh. 
MovieClips.com, Star Trek Motion Picture, Seven of Nine. Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah, here's he's like rubbing off the. Kirk is there rubbing off something in. Uh, right now I have it where I can't hear what's on the internet. I can just yeah, it's it says uh, Viger yeah, and then it's like he's figuring out oh it's actually Voyager. Oh. I'm gonna watch it again. Okay, that's good. Ah, <sighs> well I'm glad we got that settled. Yeah, case closed. <laughs> what else do you do? You 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 have so many projects going on. You've got your trivia. You've got your own performances. Are you? And you've got. You still play with uh, um, three fifty seven lover, right? Yeah, we've we've been workshopping a new album, trying to get it, get the song, you know, get the sound right. I guess we say. Mm-hmm. We still play. I'm doing a monthly at this place called the Slip Room in New York with okay. uh, with my fiance's dance company. It's called the Cornwall and Love Show Show. Oh, okay, yeah, that's another thing I've seen you do. Oh, and fiance. So uh, when are you going to get married? I don't know. We're we're trying to find a time. Mm-hmm. No time like the present. <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations. It seems like you've been together quite a while, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what's her name? Uh, Angie. Angie. How did you two meet? Uh, We did a show together about 12 years ago, I think. Wow. And she choreographed uh, one of the 357 Lover songs. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, then we collaborated every now and then. On stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, That's nice. Yeah, That's nice. And then what else? You've got you're you're in tragedy. The BG's heavy metal. Yeah, tri- we're working on our tribute band. Yeah, we're we're working on the next album. It's called Tragedy Goes to the Movies. Mm-hmm. So it's all um uh movie theme and songs from movies. How did that band come about? Like, was it just uh, um, goofing around one time or what, like, what was the, what was the impetus behind that? They, there was a booker who needed an opening act and one of the guys had a tribute band called Hair Supply. It was all metal (laughs) versions of Hair Supply. Yeah. And so I think it was with, they were opening for Super Diamond. I want to say that's who it was, the Neil Diamond tribute. Okay. And uh, so I think they were just like, hey, let's try uh, Bee Gees metal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they did it once and then they just kept doing it. Are there like metal versions of like all the different bands? Like are there metal tributes more than – are there lots of metal tribute bands? I, I don't know. I mean I've seen one called Rad Bromance. There's a Lady Gaga metal tribute. Okay. There's a a band we played with in England called um, Elvana. It's okay. a Elvis fronted uh, Nirvana band. 
Okay. And they also do metal versions of the Nirvana songs? Or do they Well they they do, do Nirvana versions of Elvis songs? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what they do. I know that the Elvis sings like Elvis and the rest of the band sounds like Nirvana. Okay. Uh then we played with a band called Metalachi. There was a mariachi band doing metal songs. Okay. Oh, that's really that could be good. Yeah, they're really good. Um, and then we just play with like when we tour England, we play with a lot of regular, you know, original rock bands, and mm. and then uh, we'll get we'll get teamed up with a lot of uh, you know straight up tribute bands things over there. You guys, you've been to the UK quite a few times in the past couple of years, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go. At least twice a year now. Mm-hmm. And I know. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I messaged you a few times and asking you just about what the crowd's like, and it's, it seems like you must just have a a blast going through. You do. It's a lot of fun. There's a there's a group of people that come to every show on the tour. Um, they follow you around. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and they're really cool people. So mm-hmm. it's it's. And we always hang out, pretty much close the bar after yeah. we play. So it's it's nice. It's really fun. We get a, I we do that, and then we'll maybe go to another bar after, mm-hmm. and then uh, get up the next day, get on the road, go to a services that that has a Marks and Spencers because they have uh, really good food that's priced well. Uh huh. And uh, my go-to is uh, uh, cheese and onion sandwich. Okay. Uh, it's like pimento cheese, but with red onion in it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And uh, they have the superfood salad. It's got. Uh, oh, the superfoods! Yeah, yeah, um, I know what I've heard yeah. of superfoods. Yeah, it's really good. And then uh, sometimes I go to a Greg's and get. Uh, bean and cheese pasty. Sounds like you've got it figured out. I've got it figured out. Because then we get to the venue and sometimes we have, uh, you know, they have, we have writer food. Mm-hmm. Eat a little bit of that. Sound check. And then go get, maybe to get dinner somewhere. And then, uh, and then stay out late again. And then go get kebabs. Sounds awesome. It's like the. It's a lot of fun. It is living the dream. It, yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. Germany is even better because they, the venues have, like crazy good meals for you. Oh really? Yeah. Sometimes they cook at the venue. Uh-huh. It's it's pretty, pretty nice. Sounds like a holiday. It's a holiday, <laughs> or you can break even. Yeah. Is that about it? You you about break even on the trips? Pretty much, yeah. Oh well, could be worse. Could be worse, yeah. I just go back to the coffee shop, make some money. Uh, pardon me if this is too personal, but do you have health insurance? I do. New York has a. I got uh, got lucky with in New York. Is so it's good. 
you're covered okay? You're you don't yeah, have to worry about that I, too much. No, I worried about that in Texas and it it was it was uh it's very taxing to have you know make sure you had a job that had a health plan. Uh-huh. Which then limits you to not touring as much. Right. So what yeah. you have a plan through the city, is that it or through the state? Uh it's in yeah, state and health certs, yeah. Okay. Oh, they have different cool. plans. Yeah, they have different affordable plans. It's cool. That's a relief. They're talking about having a, a universal health care in the city of New York. Oh, wow. Or the, the mayor's. Oh, know, yeah, uh, de, de Blasio. Yeah. Yeah, he's a seems like a good progressive guy. Seems, yeah. <laughs> you have your doubts? I always have my doubts. Of course. Yeah. I know he's no uh, um, AOC, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw... Um, Rory posted a picture. He had a, did a selfie with AOC. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and she's in his uh, district, I think. Yeah, or he's in her district. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's... Yeah. <laughs> Well, she yeah. works for him. Yeah, that's right. She is. She does work for him. She's, yeah, she's doing a good job so far. So far, I really, mm-hmm. yeah, really excited about about her. She's uh, she's making waves in a good way. Yeah, she is. I I like her personality. Fighting the good fight. Yep. Although I'm worried for her because I know she's gonna. Everyone's gunning for her as well. So. Hey, she- even if even if you know, you keep. You keep throwing at the uh, dunk machine, you're going to hit it a couple of times. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. At yeah. least you're. At least she's. At least she's pitching the ball to knock it in. That's true. I saw a uh, documentary at uh, Film Forum, Monroeville. Oh, is that about the the guy who made the little miniatures? No. No, that's Marwin. Oh, uh, Marwin. Okay. What's Monroeville? It's a I'm trying to remember the document. The documentarian is a he's like 88 years old. Mhm. And uh he he just he doesn't interview like Errol Morris. You know, how Errol Morris does it off camera. Right. Mhm. He doesn't even interview. He just sets up the camera and lets it run. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And uh, then he takes, you know, a hundred million hours of footage and edits it. <laughs> right, right. And it, there was a lot of uh, old guys in the diner, uh-huh. high school, high school band practice, um, corn, just, just corn waving in the wind. Uh huh. And uh, but it had an arc. Okay. It was really, it was really good. Like I. Me and my friend were like, man, I don't know if I can sit through more of this because it was really long. Mm-hmm. And I, we stayed, and I was glad because it was it was neat to see him take everything you watched, and then I got teary eyed at the end. Oh wow! And yeah, it's, but it's just about a place, like a small town or something. It's just this town, yeah. Uh huh. Indiana. It, okay, and is is the documentarian from there? Like, is it his town? No. Oh really? Wow. I don't know why he picked this town or mm-hmm. 
but uh, I guess I could Google that. But yeah, it's it, it it was yeah. You could tell he's a seasoned documentarian. Mm-hmm. Terrian, sorry. He yeah. knew what he was doing. Knew what he was doing. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm starting to kind of catch up again, being able to have a chance to watch things. Uh, you know, there was a long period of time when we always had a, a baby or an infant or a toddler, so where we didn't really even have time to watch anything. We were just totally exhausted. But, um, you know, now that our youngest is almost six, we're finding a little bit more free time here and there. So I'm slowly catching up. I uh, Last year I watched the, the documentary on uh, Netflix, the one about the... Uh, um, the Guru in Oregon. What was that? Wild Country. Did you watch that one? No, is that good? Yeah, it's really good. Also takes place during the 80s. Uh, you know, the ah. the events were in the 80s. Um, and uh, you would remember the, the news stories about it. I did, but seeing it all told in one continuous story um, with all this amazing footage that they found and then like a lot of great um, interviews. It's really, it's a really uh, amazing story, and that's. I think that was that's produced by the Duplass brothers. Um, Wait, what else do they do? Uh, they've done a, they've co-directed like movies themselves, like dramatic, you know, narrative films. Uh, I've heard it. Yeah, I, th- I saw one of the movies, and I can't remember which. Yeah, I haven't seen the any name. of their their narratives yet. Um but they also went they went to UT Austin and they were actually there like the same time Jen was. So she she knew them as classmates. But she's not in touch wow. with them anymore, but um yeah, apparently they're doing really well. And that that series, they didn't direct that one. I think they produced that one, but it, it's it's worth checking out. I think Oh, Bad there. Milo. I think that's the one I Bad Milo. No, so, I haven't seen that. Have you seen uh, Crazy Rich Asians yet? No, is that good? Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I just saw it on the plane on the way back. <laughs> but, uh, of course, you know, it made a big... It's like the... Well, it's the first Hollywood film ever made in Singapore, so... No, actually, not the first. Uh, the But the first mainstream, like, Hollywood film. Oh, cool. Uh, filmed in Singapore. The second is uh, Kung Fu Teenage Bigfoot? <laughs> Well, that, you know, uh, still hasn't been finalized. (laughs) But actually, the first film that I was thinking of that was shot in Singapore that was basically an American movie is called St. Jack. And uh, that film is great. It's on YouTube. Um, It's directed by Peter Bogdanovich. And um, uh, it was produced by, like, Hugh Hefner or something. And um, it was banned in Singapore for years. Like when it was made, it was it was banned. Um, and it's got Denim Elliott in it. And uh, 19- and Ben Gazzara. Yeah, and Ben Gazzara. It's a great film. It's really good. It's a strange little film. It does you know because it was in like '79. Uh, it's not a genre film, really. You know, it kind of it. 
it doesn't follow like a typical Hollywood screen play structure. Um, but I think you'd like George, it. George Lazenby's in it. Oh, is he? Who's he playing in yeah. that movie? The senator. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got. He's he's not in the film for very long. But yeah, George Lazenby. He was the guy that was uh, um, James Bond, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then he got a he did something like he to get blacklisted in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, you uh, you played Australia, right? Yeah, it was fun. And oh, and that's another thing I wanted to ask you about. So you were there with uh, Nick Offerman, right? Yeah, we had a great time. I held a koala. <laughs> I pet a an echidna. Really. I, uh, I saw kawakas. Yeah, it's yeah, like a ko- porcupine. Yeah. And uh kawakas. Oh yeah, kawakas are like those they're little cute things. Yeah, if you if you Google Kwaka selfie, you'll just see like how crazy it is that these animals smiled at the camera. Yeah. Yeah, I know what kawakas are. Yeah. Um Oh, another movie I saw on the plane was was that Nick Offerman film, the uh, the one that they shot in New York, the uh, Hearts Beat oh, Loud. The, yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, I liked it. I was telling, I was, you know how like when someone, well, I I went to see, I went to like the after hangout mm-hmm. after the after they showed premiered the premiered the movie uh-huh. and the producer asked me what I liked about it and I hate when people do that because then I feel like I have to formulate <laughs> yeah. something more than oh it's great right because then you sound condescending <laughs> but I, so I was trying to explain how you know when you see a movie where actors are quote jamming uh-huh like hey do this yeah all right now I'm gonna do this mm-hmm. and it's and it's all, it seems so contrived and, and it's cringy, cring, you know, you start to cringe uh-huh. at these actors acting, you know, I'm sure they play. Anyways, I was trying to explain how organic their jams were. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and how like, I didn't have that feeling you once during the whole movie. didn't have that cringe feeling. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like, as I was telling, telling this producer, I was like, man, I am fucking idiot. I just have the <laughs> hardest time putting things into words and being self-conscious not to sound like, one, an idiot, and two, um, an asshole. I didn't want to sound like either one of those. Right. And I, I, I think I was self-conscious the whole time trying to explain with those two things in my head. And it probably so I probably came across as both. I I don't think anyone has ever thought you're an asshole, John. Oh, I think if you uh, when idiot, you're when maybe. you're able, yeah. Well, that that for sure. <laughs> I could tell you I could tell you a lot of stories about when I when you can tell the microaggressions of people. Really, what? keeping. Uh, okay, well that sounds like fertile ground. But, but first, I'll. I'll tell you what I liked about the movie, which I thought it was. Um, I thought it was interesting how how much it felt like a little tiny indie film, like 
people would make in their neighborhood, but then it had, you know, like pretty great actors in it, you know, like name actors. But it felt kind of had that, it kind of had that feeling of like a first time film. Yeah. And it it just, it just felt pretty relaxed and natural. And I like how it just went in a, like it, I mean, it had an arc, but it didn't, it didn't have like a, uh, we're gonna make it. I mean, it did, but then they didn't make it. Right. Which which made it real, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was it was very real. I thought. So that's nice. Like when Rocky lost. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, when. Yeah. Or when Eminem went back to work, <laughs> at the car factory. Right. Of course. And uh, so what? What kind of? Wh- what are the stories where you've been an asshole? I I don't I just can't imagine it. Uh, uh I I hate repeating those stories. Okay. Because I repeat it, I'm repeating them in my head all the time. As, no, really. Well, I, at times, you know, like we're you know, the, you go, oh man, I really regret that yeah, that time. Well, we all have regrets, that's for sure. Yeah, it's mostly like. I'm, you know, like you say something, like you've been drinking, and you say something in your head. You're like, "Oh my god, what did I just do?" That yeah. kind of thing. Well, that yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just quit drinking recently. For good, of, for good, or just probably for good, for good. Wow. Or, or at least for the for the indefinite future. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I kind of I feel like okay, I did it. <laughs> I did the drinking thing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I had a um, a bad night, Halloween night in Hong Kong, just last year. Wow, that's that sounds like a Michael Douglas story. <laughs> yeah. It was um, well, it was it was one of those nights. It, it was really really great and fun until it wasn't. Then it was really really bad. Well, when you start up drinking again, I hope I'm there because I want to hear about the night in Hong Kong okay. where you stop drinking because that, that's the kind of story that only elderly people should tell. <laughs> okay. Well, we're pretty elderly already, but yeah. yeah. Well, let's meet up sometime and then I'll tell you for sure. Well, s- definitely in 20 years we have a date okay, to yeah. hear that story. And I, and I think if I haven't had a drink in 20 years – by then I'll be ready for another one, I think. Okay. I mean hopefully we'll see each other before then, but Yeah, true. That's a that's a post seventy or eighty year old story that <laughs> I had. <laughs> if I still remember it by then, no. Yeah. Well hopefully it'll be embellished. Yes. Oh yeah, I can embellish it a lot. Well, it doesn't need much embellishment actually. Okay. But, um There's an artist I really like right now who lives in Dallas named Clay Stinette. Okay, no, I don't and don't know who's that. He, I'll, I'll send you a link to his Instagram because he he's one of these guys who will churn out about like six or seven paintings mm-hmm. a day. Mm-hmm. Wow! And and then he'll he'll find a a new medium and he'll just obsess over that. Like it'll be like a ballpoint pen or uh-huh. rubber stamps or uh-huh. airbrush airbrushing. And wow. I think the the last series I saw, he took six paintings that he'd already made and then painted a 
motif of six women posing like six sexy women posing, but it was their, uh, x-ray photos. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. No, I'm surprised. Well, I'd, yeah, I'd like to see this. How does, how do you spell their name? His Instagram is Dr. Cyclops. <laughs> okay. But he, uh, he makes zines as well. I bought a couple of zines from him. I bought zines from him, and I I've had commissioned t uh, airbrush t shirts from him. And, and he's from Dallas. Yeah. Is it okay? Wait a minute. Doctor underscore Cyclops. All right. First, let me go to Instagram here. Oh wow. <laughs> Fuzz bucket. And how did you find this guy? He he approached me after a show that I did in either Denton or Dallas, mm -hmm. and gave me a gave me a painting of his, mm -hmm. and then I just started like, well, I love the painting, mm -hmm. and uh, um, then I started. I friended him on Facebook, and then I friended him on uh, uh, Instagram, and I I've. Uh, I bought airbrush t-shirts for friends. Yeah. Um, if you scroll down, you'll see like his rubber stamp phase. Okay. And yeah, I'm looking. He, Let's see. He's got, yeah, he does have a lot of phases. His like, so he does these like airbrush caricatures type stuff. And he does airbrush. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, I guess it's acrylic. I can't tell what, what the medium is. I mean, His right. pen and ink is... He's very prolific. Yeah. Well, that's another it's, thing. You, you have met so many people. Like, I know you have so many friends, like, all over the world. I mean, you must have, like, a great... Just knowledge of who's doing cool stuff out there your, i try to your yeah. life must be very rich that way I, I right now i'm a huge fan of clay and martin's martin isles is a uh, radio show oh on kuzu yeah you know i haven't had a chance to listen to his because of the time that it's on uh, but well i'll I'll send you, I'll email you some, he sent me some WAV files. Oh, that would be terrific. And, uh, he, we're working on one of them together, but I, I've been so slow in, uh, giving him a product to put on his show. Product. He gave me a suck. I, I don't know what else to call it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but every time I look at Clay's Instagram, like I should be doing finishing up Martin's project. Which Clay are you talking about? Clay who? Clay. Uh, Clay. The the link I just sent you, the Cyclops. Oh, his name's Clay. Oh, okay, sorry. So Clay. yeah, sorry. Yeah, Clay Stinnett is that guy. All right. So oh, no, I just I just mean I get inspired looking at all his uh -huh. paintings he made made in one day, and I and looking at the end of my day and I've I've made nothing. Oh, you're so prolific as well. Trying to, I uh, I did a project with uh, or I sang a, a couple songs on. Do you know Ron English? I don't think so. It sounds familiar. He's a though. 
he's an artist. He went to North Texas, uh-huh. but he was before us. Mm-hmm. He does like he does a lot of pop culture uh, uh, references. Like he's got like an overweight Ronald McDonald. That's like a motif that he has, and okay, it's a lot of Star. You know, Star Wars uh, reference peanuts. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, I I I lent lent some uh uh vocals for one of his. He's put putting out albums, mm-hmm. and uh, we I stayed. He invited me to stay and have a taco night with his family. Mm-hmm. And then I went downstairs because he was wrapping up paintings to uh, take to a show in L.A. Shipped to a show in L.A. And I was so overwhelmed by how much work he's made, mm-hmm. just just for the show, and wow. it's and it's amazing work. And and he was like, "Do you do visual arts?" And I had to, I was like, "Ah," and I could see the disappointment in his face. <laughs> but he, it was so inspiring, and I, I asked if I could help rap, okay, he had an assistant, yeah. but I I felt so useless that I. At least wanted to help wrap his paintings mm-hmm. to ship, so I, so I helped wrap his paintings while Taco Night was being. So uh, yeah, he's okay. yeah. Oh, okay, here I'll I send just, you a link to his stuff. I, I just see his stuff. Uh, I just googled him, Ron English American artist, Propaganda. Is that him? Yeah, that's him. Uh, oh yeah, he's got oh, good stories about uh, Daniel Johnston. He did a show with Daniel Johnston. Oh really? I think what did. I think at David Quadrini's uh, gallery once, but yeah, he's got good stories about Daniel Johnston. When he made copies of his album, mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't duplicating cassettes. He was just recording a new version of those songs on a different cassette, so they're all original Who, on da- this one. I guess Daniel Johnston. Or, yeah. Or, wow. Back in Daniel the old Johnston. days. Yeah. Yeah. I see Daniel Johnson's on social media a lot now. He's, oh, I haven't. I've not. I'll look look him up. But uh, I haven't gone back and listened to any of his stuff lately. Um, I honestly, I just don't listen. I don't listen to music the same way I used to. It's, uh, and then when I do, I I certainly don't have. Um, I don't even like have. Hardly half of whatever music collection I ever used to have. It's kind of like all been dissipated over the years. Yeah, that happened. I went to a friend's house who uh, has a. I don't. I don't even know the dollar amount, but I know it's crazy expensive uh, vinyl mm-hmm. uh, playing system. And he's just got one room in New York mm-hmm. that. Is just for listening to records. <laughs> yeah, pretty extravagant. Yeah, I, I went to his house and it was really nice because he would just go up up to the uh, rack and go, "What do you want to listen to now?" Mm-hmm. It was really nice. Yeah, um, when I we went to my brother's house just recently when I was in the states, and he ha- he has a record player and has a lot of vinyl. And it, that was nice. That was pretty much the main activity we did at his house. I just kept nice. kept playing different records. 
It's really nice. It's really fun. Yeah, it is. But it is. I, I need to get a record player. I had one, and then this guy I lived with borrowed it mm-hmm. for a, a film prop, and it came back broken. Oh. Didn't say it was broken. Just came back broken. Oh. That's lame. It's all good, though. It's all good. I just, we, just, we just swept that under the rug. It's no yeah. big deal. No big deal. It was a free gift. So free gifts come and go. True. Everything's um, impermanent. Yeah. And you have a friend who's got a room just for listening to records. That I do. I can always go there when I'm, when invited. <laughs> uh, actually, I got to take off. Um, That's cool. Thanks for it's. I don't know if any of this is podcast worthy, but it's nice uh, catching up. Yeah, I, I don't even care if it's podcast worthy. It's nice c- to catch up. Cool. And, um, uh, As we were talking, I was I was thinking about starting my own podcast just so I could catch up with friends because I was like, <laughs> this is a this is a really nice way to catch up. Yeah, it's really the the main reason I'm doing it was just was to ca- to have an excuse to talk to people. When I really started it, I was just trying to avoid going crazy, um, and it's helped. It's helped a lot. I enjoyed the the one we did with Rory. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it is great. I mean, I like conversations. They're nice, <laughs> and it seems like it is just well, you know, where I live, it's physically difficult to talk to people with the time zone difference. Um, right. And then, yeah, it just seems like it's, you know, it's weird how the social mores have changed where it's kind of rude to call people now to just talk. Isn't that weird? Yeah, you kind of have to have permission to give somebody a call. Yeah, can I call you? Mm-hmm, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm doing. So, um Thanks a lot, John. Yeah, thanks, David. Someone Else's Memories by Revolution Void and Calm the Fuck Down by Broke for Free are used under a Creative Commons attribution license.